join us for today's episode of the Utopian Realities Slope Save Life on Planet Earth Blog Talk Radio Show, bringing you solution bearers with practical, proven, scientific ways to help you eliminate global level irradiation and extinction level threats from your body and bringing forward the means to restore and sustain global waters, air, soil, and sentient life. Welcome. Greetings. This is Siava, also known as Lisa Wolf, your host. Welcome to the Mending the Sacred Hoop Healing the Earth Council with our guest, Chief Geronimo Thomas Langenderfer, Chief of the Sovereign Tribal Nations, Mendocino Indian Reservation. As always, listeners, follow the link to listen to the program and to join the live chat page during the program. And if you have questions or comments for Chief Geronimo Thomas, phone 914-205-5803. Thank you for joining us this Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. Welcome, Chief Geronimo. Uh, Will you please introduce yourself and let our listeners know who you are and what your purpose is now? And if you wouldn't mind, would you kindly open the council with a blessing? And um, thank you. Yeah, um, Chief Geronimo Thomas Langendorfer um, of Tribal Nation, the Minnesota Indian Reservation. I give my blessings, you know, to all the ancestors that um, gave us this opportunity to be able to um, speak our voice, give ourselves um, the great opportunity, you know, to follow into our grandfathers, our aunts, our uncles, our nephews and nieces that um, greater provide us to bring it together and that you know the buses that are going to be coming is to you know create the world in the world that you know and we once lived you know heal the the land the forest and ourselves the hope hi hi and, and, so, so this is a this is a special day what's going on um out there we hear, well, I can um, hear singing in the background. Well, um, this is the, I'm here at DQ University, and um, we're here for the 50th anniversary. You know, um, first of all, you know, wearing, we're wearing our protection, face mask, and we're here to, you know, to um, open up, you know, the education, open up the, you know, the people that, you know, we're, we're still here, we're we're going to sing and dance, you know, and bless our voices and our songs and our children, even the roosters, to, um, you know, to give guidance. <laughs> so how many people would you say are there? Um, right now, there's there are about, about 50, about 50 people and about, you know, um, 20 kids, all in face masks, all in, you know, everybody at their distance and you know, securing that, you know, we're still in a, um, in a pandemic, but um, also, too, that, you know, bringing things together that, you know, that we need to build on our, on our education and ourselves. So 
will you give our listeners some background on who you are and how you're related to Geronimo? Well, um, well, who I am, I'm a federal contractor and a FEMA officer, you know, for um, Tribal Nations, the Minnesota Indian Reservation. Um, I've been a federal contractor, you know, for about 10 years working with um, the federal government and resources and tribal associations. And Geronimo happens to be, you know, my my grandmother is the granddaughter to Cochise. And Geronimo is the, um, the service of help. And this is a nation that, you know, that associated to, um, you know, is a dramatic name, Geronimo, of you know, Brigadier General Wright, who wrote all the treaties for the Native Americans. So it's it's a long cultural, you know, structure. But you know, the thing is that you know, that, uh, you know the Spanish, the Mexicans, and the natives associated Geronimo as you know a, a person of peace, a person of his people, and a creator that which you know was able to. Um, Help his nation, and you know, I happen to be a part of that that bloodline that you know gives opportunity, you know, not only for ourselves but for others to follow. So, explain to people the benefit uh, for you as a chief of being a federal contractor and how the nation-to-nation relations work. Well, is the relations work is that you know, um, you know, we can look in the past, we can see the um, the devastation that was what was created for you know the Native Americans, the genocide, this the the pure bulliness of you know, don't do it this way. Don't need the federal government. You just need the state. You need the uh, the county. You need these other um, associations, uh, officials to say that you know what's the best interest for you and that you know. It, I never saw that it came to fruition. You know, some may have seen it, but, you know, to the ones, the ones that, you know, these reservations that, you know, you look there and say, well, where was their help? You know, how come their reservation is, you know, like a junkyard? And, like, you know, how come they're not taking care of themselves? So, you know, um, my guidance is as a federal contractor is that, you know, um, I see where I could provide economical preparation and my best prepar- my best preparation in all this was hemp hemp was you know 200 two or 300 years ago that you know it a whole world was uh, associated into it so in winning go ahead so you're um you have a a, a geronimo hemp master plan um, yes, I do. Do you want to speak to that? And um, you were beginning to. I mean, you, you say that, you know, hemp is central to the uh, regeneration of Mother Earth and our lives. Yes. Um, yes. Can you lay out the sure. vision? Well, um in 2009, I developed 
with the team. I hate to be selfish, but um, as a team, um, logging went, you know, array, and you know, I, I lost my job, and you know, um, I didn't figure that I had to raise my hand. I figured that you know, I just should be able to do my part, and I did a lot of um, research in you know hemp. And, you know, medical marijuana, as in they call THC. So I developed a plan to reestablish, you know, a community. You know, there's 6,000 people in, you know, Fort Wright, which they call Fort Bragg. And that I thought hemp was you know, a good commodity, a good structure, a good resource. And so I developed a master plan that which every Native American in the United States or around the world to be able to adopt uh, a structure for their people but as an individual in a group that you know, can take these guidelines and policies and say, you know, is the government going to mess with me? No, no, because we are we're our own sovereign, but we will provide the guidelines for what it is that says how to grow hemp and how to do it the right way. Last year, hemp only produced $5 billion and through the, throughout the United States. So, you know, to me, that's, that's nothing compared to um, the real source that it could provide. It should be at $20 billion a year, even at a minimum. So I developed a master plan that, you know, like I said, that, you know, as an individual or a group, that it could, you know, to, to grasp this and to um, you know, do something good with, for their people, you know, and do something good for what it is that we need here on this earth because, you know, we're – the corporate is ripping it up. And, you know, and, and it seems like the Native Americans always has the resources that, you know, that, you know, this other sidestep of government, government, not the federal government, but the government that associates it to them as agencies, you know, the um, BIA, the BIE, you know, these departments, they say that they do something for um, education. They say that they, um, they help out Native Americans, but in reality, no one gets no help. They benefit themselves. And it's just like, you know, Mendocino, Fort Bragg Indian Reservation. You know, they're, they're associated, they're posted, they're stating that white people has become associated to Fort Bragg Indian Reservation as native white people. So we want to distinguish that we are natives. We are, we are our homeland and that we should be able to um, have a provision in a and the sustainability that has structure to it that we don't need to be taught it. It's already in our blood. And, right. that, you know, that people that um, associate, they say, can we do this? Yeah, we can, you know, if the government wouldn't hassle us, then, you know, we could probably be facilitating a lot better. It's like the Pinoleville. Pinoleville did a really great opportunity and, you know, you know, um, you know, Face, facial cleansing, you know, hand sanitizers, you know, um, beads, you know, and oils for medicine. And the sheriffs came in and destroyed it because they said that they put their tags. They put this, they usually, if you go to the sheriff's department, they, you know, you get tags. And 
that since Pinoyville was trying to, you know, do the right thing, the sheriffs came in and took everything and said that they were tagged under their tags and that the reservation was um, associated to state law, not federal sovereign law. So I studied I see. and I studied and say, what can I do to be able to best benefit the nations to be able to do their work? Here's another, that was another, that was one example that which, you know, Native Americans say, hey, we could do this. You know, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for, you know, in their, you know, their structure and their people. And it got raped, ripped from them for absolutely no reason when Barack Obama said Native Americans can grow hemp. They could grow weed or medicine. They can make their services. And then the state thought that, you know, we made their policies. We did this so that we benefit and left the Native Americans and saying that now we could go onto your land and take your stuff. What I did, I made sure that that can never happen. We have an ability that in, you know, the, um, the White House that says that, you know, we have a voice. And that there's a person there, the first one, you know, I saw on the um, on Facebook with um, Deb Helen and the first Department of Interior, you know, secretary. And the first one says, I'm going to kill all the Native Americans in the United States. And there will never be a Native American um, secretary. 170 years later, look what happened. We have we have a blessing, as we always have. We're not, I'm not going to take away from what, you know, what they tried. This is today on structure for what we could do tomorrow. We have an opportunity in, in healing and refurbishing the lands that has been spilled in oils and chemicals and everything like that. There's better ways. So, you know, I, I believe in my heritage, you know, I'm a leader. You know, I didn't I didn't set myself out to be a leader, but my elders, you know, gave me an opportunity and say, you know, go for those blessings. You know, most people say that the Apaches were never in California. You know, I say that um, I don't believe that because my grandmother was there. You know, they they intermarried and you know and put put who we are right here right now is like you know DQ University. You know, it's you know, native and Chicano school, you know, it's a mixture and it gives, you know, um, guidance to, you know, our first step. What is our first step? Education. Let's teach our kids in cannabis and other resources that says that what do we want our children to learn? You know, we might not know, a lot of people might not agree with, you know, cannabis and the association to, um, you know, process, but that's not our only stability, you know, welding, language, Arts, crafts, you know, dancing, singing, those are the provisions that it is that we, we need to uphold in 50 years of this education. And that, you know, 20 of it maybe have been struggles. But today we got, you know, elders, women, children singing, singing and dancing. And that's the thing is that, you know, for over a hundred years, we were able not to sing and dance. 
we were not able to, you know, come together and say this is the blessing of Creator and Earth and saying that we can heal it just by our words. You know, our words are here today. Yeah. Our opportunity is here today. Just because one person created it doesn't make it his own. It makes it everybody because Native Americans are not those who are selfish. Some have been made into be selfish. Some of them made has been into greed. Some has been made to be who they are. We as the, um, you know, the elders, as, you know, Chief Geronimo, that's my ancestor. You know, he is there. I believe he's in my heart. Cochise is in my heart. My mom is in my heart. My grandmother is in my heart. My family is in my heart. My soul. And no one, I believe that no one can tear me down, only myself. But I have something that the people can be able to grasp on, not just Native Americans. It is a benefit for Native Americans. But as Native Americans, do it the right way. Bless it the right way. Grow it the right way. No matter what we do, we're going to have to grow something. We're going to have to stabilize the world. And if you did your researches on, you know, on hemp, you could take the worst land in the world and make it great. You know, you can make the best village poor, rich. And it's not the riches of the money, it's the riches of the earth that surrounds us. This is the yeah. mother's womb. This is her belly. Earth is the belly of our mother. Father's sky is the sky of our ancestors. This is the only place that we bury the, the ash and the animals recreate what it is has been left and what is left what, what is left after you put it into your garden the um the um the soils well it re it remakes itself and it p- puts more into it what we think so that um brings up what you call oxygen positive regenerative agriculture what is that well, regenerative agriculture is, you know, um, taking what you what you think would work, you know, like a chemical. Like, you know, some scientists, and you know, they think that, you know, a, a chemical, a man-made structure is going to benefit the land to make, you know, our fruits grow better. So a regenerated, you know, um, a natural regenerated or fertilizer would best benefit to um you know our soils and you know those are my lessons too you know but my lessons is you know to, to get into the, the science of it and that's why you know it i think the world i mean i have some of the best professors that who want to you know to show us how to do it and to teach native americans and other cultures to you know to regenerate their you know, our soils to the best interest of our crops. So, can um, can you tell us what the plan involves, both for um, the people there in in Mendocino and Native people, say on the you know on the Western Seaboard. And then also how it this alliance, this plan can bring in people like um my brother Alex Whiteplume, who's um 
been growing hemp in South Dakota. How do you, you know, how do you see it unfolding? Well, um, I, I, you know, the, the thing that I could say is the more that we, you know, we come together and, you know, sit at that council and that, you know, we have the destination for, uh, you know, our trucking. We got, we got farmers. What we need is, you know, to, um, you know the elders, elders of council to come in and say, you know, let's see it. Let's, what, what is the plan? What do you want us to do? Well, we're going to have a mill in Massachusetts, three paper mills, and we need a lot of biomass. And we have um, 435 acres of, you know, of a rebuild for a community and a whole hemp rebuild for an airport. You know, those are, those are mass products. Those are mass um, operations that need product. And it's going to take everybody in the United States to um, to um, to provide this action. And we have, you know, there's 64 other countries that would like to have, you know, the same kind of product and the same kind of resources. See, Mendocino, if anybody doesn't know, it was the staple of economy, the wood industry. We had trees 80 feet around, 150 to 200 feet tall. You know, and it produced the world, and it produced the economical corporations that which they thought they could rule the world. And they they distinguished hemp and cannabis. You know, so if the if the tribes hear this and the natives' voices, that you know, um, you know, the more we come together and be able to work together, you know, there's it's not always going to be perfect. But as the elders that, you know, that it's like the eagle, the hawks, you know, they soar, they hover, they make sure. That's what we should be doing is making sure that those are doing okay. They got the right soils. They got the right plants. They got places that they could get everything that they need. You know, do we have to, what about money? What about, you know, our plants? What about our soil? What about the workers? You know, yes, I'm only one person, but how can I make this? It's like, well, there's a plan, you know, and there's elders that you could call and, you know, correspond with, you know, that, you know, any questions that you may have on, what it is that how can I do one acre or a thousand acres and what's the profit of me selling it and doing all this the, the development and can it be sold? Yes. We'll buy it. Hands down. Every year, every crop, every material, the farm equipment. If you don't have farm equipment, we just we might just come to your destination and do it all for you. You know, and refurbish the land and how it's done. You know, we, we stage we should stage our lands. Anything over, you know, I don't care if it's one acre or a hundred thousand acres, be stage it, you know, have doing like we did an acre, you did, you know, every two hundred feet. Do one and then do one for soil. Then you do the next one, your plant. Then you do the next one, your soil. So there's no hesitation. You want a rotation that has no hesitation. One is already being, you know, um, broken down, and as the other one's growing. And when those go down, 
then they go back into the soil. So, you know, it's, it's a structure. And, you know, these kind of things, they're going to take time. And we will bring, you know, we'll bring workshops to the tribes. You know, that, that's where my job is. I want this, well, I'm going to the Secretary and the President of the United States so that, you know, I could get just as much as their blessing as the blessings that way it is. I made 20 years of making the development and the right words, the right guidance, you know, the laws, the policies, the, you know, the bylaws. And so that it can be all generated to be able to know that um, we are the right administration. Tribal nations is the right administration. The, the Native American people is the right administration. They have the council way before um, the United States even became into existence, and they used the Iroquois, you know, constitution, and that's where we forgot. There's the United States yes. Constitution, and there's the Iroquois Constitution. If the Native Americans took up the Constitution of the Iroquois as the Constitution of the governing sovereign of the people, there'd be no more jurisdiction that. Um, a uh, white man could come onto a Native American land and say that, you know, because um, there was an instance that um, a white man was selling drugs to the Native Americans. The, the tribal cop arrested him. He was let free because Native Americans don't have a right to arrest a white man. Well, um, I think wow. through our bylaw, it, it, it should be able to associate this, but, you know, we want... We don't want the anger. We want the stability. And you know, sometimes that the, the, the government doesn't tell the whole story. The whole story's right there. You know, like some say, well, Mendocino Indian Reservation doesn't exist. I go, oh, yes, it does. I got eight stamps from 1856 to 1908. You know, if something is discontinued, then why they put the last stamp in 1908 and saying that it's your land? It was our land. When it was generated, and you know, where's our people? You know, I look at my family, and that uh, you know, um, happened to be the only one left standing. But that's okay, because that's the one we needed, and the, the voice that it is is here today to be able to know that um, no matter what they take away, they can't take away us. They can't take away our hearts and our souls, and what it is that you know that we're here and meant to do. We're here to heal the world one song and one dance at a time. Um, on that note, would you like to um, take a, a short musical interlude? And your choice, we can either listen to Eagle in the Distance, Tony Palmer, or My Great Spirit, Do Not Fail Us. Just go with Gary Palmer. And then, it's just, you know, okay. And then we'll All go right. Let's, yeah. let, let's hear Tony, and then we'll continue this conversation. All right.
And that was uh, Tony Palmer and the Breeds from the album See You at the Knee. Thank you, Tony Palmer. Welcome back to Rising from the Tomb, Conversations with Geronimo. Council resumes. Um, so, Chief, yeah. how do you see this unfolding um, this year in, you know, it, the hemp industry I know I've we've been you know growing hemp here for the past three years and the market's been really hard you know when with the USDA changing the definition of hemp from the congressionally mandated you know 0.3 percent or less delta 9 to total THC and the you know the prices have tanked the you know, processes are scooping up hemp biomass for, you know, next to nothing, and it's become discouraging. Well, um, well, this is why I made the rules the way I did, is so that um, the Native Americans has um, a marketable product. And, you know, that's part of the regulations. You cannot go against the congressional. A congressional is of Congress. So what the USDA did was associated a policy for what it is that they recommend. Anytime another government, you know, like um, USDA, United, or the Department of Interior, or the President's administration, these are all guidelines. When it comes to Native Americans, Native Americans can write their own policies, what they want to be able to associate. They are the agency. The agency means that you are a government-to-government consultation. That means 
You are the governing body that represents your people under the behalf of the United States government. And when you write your own policies in, you know, in hemp or in TAC, you know, TAC is a medicine. You cannot go into, which I've seen, no, no co-op that I've seen that you walk in and say, back pain, white widow, or, you know, um, great ape, um, cancer, cancer-free or stabilize right. it. We need to be able to accommodate, you know, why, what is the government, this is a medical provision. You know, you should walk into a co-op, not on the benefit of other Americans that need this medicine for a service. You can't go into a, um, a pharmacy and going, hey, you know what, um, those Waylodes are my medication and give me those Waylodes. Now, where's your doctor prescription? Well, that doctor prescription doesn't say to those co-ops, I want you to go get um, Daydream and be able to be able to go and say, now you can sleep. I want you to go get that medication. No, it's not like that. We want to change our services and our commodities in a way that medication and farming and agricultural market and sales uh, accumulate to each other. You know, and what is out there right now, there's nothing of that sort. It's like the education that which was supposed to be for Native Americans in Chuck Ono was the first. The only school in California is probably the poorest. You look at Davis, probably a $400 million campus. Berkeley, another $400 million campus. You look at, you know, um, other universities in California. Millions, multi-millions, if not billions of dollars. And the only school that is recognized under the federal government for education does not have any money. No government came in and associated. So what I proposed was um, the cannabis, you know, Schedule 1 for the school, for education. And, you know, to be the um, the contractor and the consultant for you know, for education and for tribes to know that, you know, they're going to get what's offered to them. You know, I offered, you know, $40 million to reestablish a school and, you know, and a welding class and, you know, um, and other programs that which, you know, um, a water hydro um, pump that provides its own energy, a water distillation that provides clean water. And those are, you know, some of the, you know, some of the structures that we need for um, a curriculum for which we have. And, you know, we just got to get, you know, the real answers. You know, the, um, those are the agencies under the federal government doesn't give us the real answers. The only thing they say is like, here, let's buy it. Can I buy your land? Can I do this? And I can do that. It's like, here. <laughs> right. Can so I store my uranium in your, in your, um, <laughs> Wind caves <laughs> in your yeah. in your sanctuary, inner sanctuary, <laughs> yeah. and do yeah. it really yeah. without asking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, Which, what, you know, that's what they do. But this is why I'm here. I'm here to be able to, it's like I did in Standing Rock. You know, when you know I was in the, when I was in the ceremony, and uh, you know, and I was up front. And, you know, I was like, here, you're the target. 
you know, I'm just the first target of my seven brothers. And that, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, hey, well, speak for a moment about that. Who, who are these seven brothers? Well, the seven brothers we stood at Standing Rock. The seven brothers of the horn, you know, five were um, Sue and one was Pomo and one was Apache. And, um, you know, they, we were, you know, we were chosen to be able to lead, um, to, to lead Standing Rock. And, you know, and we're out here right here today and still developing community structures. And we're waiting we're all together. We helped. We all helped to build this. What I wrote, it took every single one of us to do this. Beautiful. And that's where also too that you know that's where we were there at Standing Rock because each one of us knew about Sovereign. Each one of us knew what maybe someone else didn't know. But when we put all our heads together as one horn, we were unstoppable. And to feel that, you know, it, it took seven years to um, for them to remove that pipeline and that, you know, it's ours. It was there is to sue Standing Rock's reservation as Mendocino Indian Reservation. And, and that's one of the things that why I was invited because of another reservation. How do other reservations associate to themselves? Maybe this is it. You know, I have to have a, you know, a really great bloodline to be able to, um, you know, to hold myself. And these were my first steps. I wasn't raised in the ways of the natives. I was raised in a community. I mean, I went to school with natives. You know, um, I didn't dance. I didn't sing. But I have the chance of my voice and the chance of my abilities of the Native American, you know, structure as a leader. You know, I make sure that my people can sing. I make sure that my people can dance. Make sure that my people have a livelihood, which I would love to see every Native American and others that, you know, um, would like to see the same thing. I don't want to take nothing away from anybody. My father, my grandfather, and those are my elders never took away anything, even to their worst enemy. We'll give them still their bread, still give them their songs, but there might be, you know, do it over there. Stay over there until you realize that you know, before you come to your people, you know, and people are of freedom. They don't need animosity. They don't need anger. They don't need this person did that. This person did this. You know, we're here to build and we're here to create because creator wanted us to have this or he, we wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be hearing the voice of that an opportunity, not just because, you know, Deb Helen. It's because that we're ready. Even for, if Devin Heaven wasn't there, I don't take away the the, um, the actions that which I'm already prepared for, which it's already in line. They cannot refuse it because it's it's something that is necessary that we're all on the plan. It's not just one person that developed it. It was a lot of Native Americans with my brothers of the horn that you know in their own places. We're all together. We're all that. We're all that one spirit. And one day I'll be able to get to know my brothers and my sisters and my family a little bit more than what it is that you know. Today, maybe that voice get out there that you know this. This is the movement. 
our movement. We don't even have to have a name on it. It's just our movement of our time. So how um, do other Native people at this point in time um, connect with you and become part of, um, if I can call it, the Geronimo Master Plan? <laughs> it is the Geronimo Master Plan. No, I mean, it's the people's <laughs> master plan. <laughs> well, I say it in, not to you in particular, yeah. but with great respect to your ancestor, you know, who, you know, means so much to so many people in a good way. It it's a good name. It does. <laughs> it is a good name. I mean, I'm thinking means, about, you know, fun. I mean, you know, our Danae relatives. I mean, obviously, you know, our Shopai relatives here in, in Nevada, um, you know, I, you know, I was talking to uh, my sister Dorothy Sunbear, Chatka Wian, and Wounded Knee, and you know, look forward to having conversation with you know Alex White Plume, um, Winona LaDuke's going gangbusters up in Minnesota, you know, growing hemp and you know working with rice and still working on um, stopping the pipeline up there. So. Um, you know, and I think that's part of, you know, of what we're doing by initiating this on-air council is, you know, hopefully inviting people to join us as we, you know, continue this on a on a regular, I hope, weekly basis and, um, well, yeah. you know, bring people to the council. Well, you know, um, it it takes... You know what I've, my experience is it takes um, someone to take the lead at first, and saying that you know is it does it work and it does it work for all of us, and that um, that we we have to be able to you know and once we put our voice in it's like you know once we made that stand at Standing Rock, you know it just needs to go on to the another and it's like you know call the brothers. Call the elders. Those that you know, you know that's that was North Dakota. Now this is South Dakota. You know, and bring the same ones in. Guess what? Guess what happens? You win because you have the strength with those who are there right now. You know, we're not there to take anything away. We're there to help, guide. We are guides. We are the spiritual leaders that say that, you know, this is how you do it. This is how you get it done. This is what makes your people, makes these kind of things stop. Without North Dakota, that pipeline is non-existent in South Dakota. There is no oil. There is, there's what's there. If that pipeline has got to stop, there's no oil going to go there because we put a cap on it. There's going to be a cap on it. They've already won. They don't know it. Without that pipe, without I mean, what are they going to do? Go to another area and fucking say that, um, you know, we could do it there? No. It's our land, as far as you can see. You know, it, you know, it will stop. Just because they they got one action, you know, they they won one where one place, but haven't won the next one. It already has been won. It just needs to be recognized. We need to be recognized. 
as the individual natives, not just Chief Geronimo, but all of us. We all would like to be recognized in our efforts, in our strengths. And that goes for the relatives. You know, you know, North Dakota, you know, when they associated relatives to protect the people, I thought that was the most beautiful, most wonderful thing I've ever heard. You know, but it goes to show that's Native Americans. They welcome in the presence of their land. Yes. And and so graciously, even with all of the um, suffering and um, just, um, you know, unspeakable um, behavior. So... In this in this season, oh, I hear. Um, tell us what's what's happening there, Thomas. Um, songs. Oh, it stopped. Anyways. Huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. There's something going on. Sorry about that. That's okay. So would would you consider yourself seventh generation? I'm the nineteenth generation. Probably more than that, but it's just um, <laughs> you know, I consider myself, you know. The generation that you know in the first one, First Nation. Yes. Nice. The restoration first, of the, the first, original nation. Yeah, I do the, um, the world. My world. Who? The world? Yeah, we're on a blog right now. Oh, we're on a blog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they they brought they brought a truck for me. Not it's not just a truck. It's a nineteen ninety Dodge Ram. 250 four by four last year i did 4500 on just the suspension and rebuilt the engine and it's his now <laughs> oh. wow beautiful <laughs> yeah beautiful yeah so yeah yeah so yeah so um you know in, in you know like christopher you know um you know we're we're all minds that you know want to you know put medicine out there to um, give the best of our health, you know. And you know, we're people that you know um, only think as an individual. Only think as an individual. You don't think that you know. It, you know, we're not out there in the world, but we are. You know, our voice it carries every single day. So how is this day. going? So how is this going to unfold in the coming months? Well, um, it's going to unfold by you know when the Secretary of Interior gets you know um, our plan and you know the, um, the <laughs> so um, it's 
It's going to, it's going to unfold when the Secretary of Interior right there. That's fine. Yeah. So when it, when when um when the Secretary gets you know our plan, we're going to go in full motion. We got um 30 other properties that are permitted with hemp. You know the canopy, the um, indoors, the outdoors, everything, and we're going to utilize each of those you know the services to other tribes. Huh? Yes, perfect. Other tribes to be able to um, use this use this template and to say, you know, how do we get that permit? Well, um, we're going to put you know Geronimo Hemp Industries out to the, the world, and this is how you do it. And then you know they'll come to us, and you know we'll make an agreement because you know those are the things that's going to protect us the most. We'll make a contract. You know you don't have to waive your sovereignty because. A contract is a contract. It doesn't matter if you have a sovereign or not. You, you can't. The thing is that you can't be sued on other than that of your contract. You know, when the government goes, oh, when they make a compact with a Native American tribe, oh, you got to release your um, sovereignty. No, you don't. You do not have to relieve your your contract, your your sovereignty. You keep that always, always. And those are the things that which you know I associate to, and you know bring out there to the world is like you know, well, do we have to do we take away our sovereignty? No. Why would you want to do that? You know, you don't see the queen saying that, hey, I'm gonna make this agreement with this, this other country and that um, get rid of your, um, get take away your sovereignty. It's like why would you want to take away the sovereignty of a nation? You know, why would you do that? No one else does that. Why are the Native Americans the only people that have to remove their sovereignty to put their casino up because of their easements? One, those easements are on Native American land. The, um, the, the county don't have no sovereign. Why are they making a compact with a sovereign that has no authority that, for that, that city to pick, even to, um, to cooperate with? Why, are the, why is the city right. being more of a sovereign than a Native American land that cannot disperse those who bring drugs into our land. That just goes to show that, you know, it, it's being directed that, you know, we, they, the Americans of this government, of Beal, I say, that, you know, pushes this, brings the alcohol. That's why they, you know, you know the years before, that's why it's nice. That's why they, the years before that, you know, um, you know, we we've been discouraged, and we need to you know take up you know ourselves and say no, no, we don't have to make you know those compacts and lose our sovereignty. We make the compacts because we want other associations to come on our land and you know to have fun. You know that's what casinos are, yeah. recreations. But what we're doing is the economics for that recreation. Utilize the other businesses that will be able to um, give. Rather than take, we'll give you the money to go into a casino to be able to, you know, spend your money and then have money left over because you have a job. Right now, people don't have jobs. We want to say there's jobs out there right here, right now, waiting. I'm trying to legalize prostitution. <laughs> this is a light show. <laughs> um. But um, but anyways, on the other hand, is that you know, we 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 have to um, you know, put ourselves in a position that is going to make us work, 
It makes the individual person work. It makes the trouble. Okay, buddy. Yeah. There you go. Right, thank you, guys. Right. Thank you, guys. Do you have the registration? Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, you did. Okay. Right, yeah. I know. Yeah. We're going to do some Brody's yeah, here. It's a brand new engine. Yeah. Well, I got a, one of the best welders right there is going to fix it. Yeah. He's he's a he's amazing. Any kind of work you need done on welding, amazing. So, the thing is that you know, um, you know, we have to look into, you know, the structure, and you know, it's going to be, you know, I don't know, or we're going to be questioning it, but that's okay because that's all part of um, that's all part of who we are. We're, we're builders. And we have the elders and the people to be able to, um, you know, to help us out because we're not going to be alone on this. And like I said before, you know, Deb Helen, just because she's a Native American doesn't mean that Native Americans don't get everything they want. She has the best people that who's going to that, you know, that looks over her shoulder and she is the, you know, the head that makes sure that everything is being documented that, you know, it's the right thing, and the lands that are being taken are the right things. You know, and she's not going to be a pushover. I mean, to put your actions together, you know, and you know, and we got to think of the the heritage and our ways, and we put our heritage and our ways together to um, to facilitate our actions. Going so talk a, talk a little bit about strengthening um, the tribal ability to, um, as you said, you know, when a non-native comes onto your land and um, does something like sell drugs to children, and you have you're told you have no jurisdiction. How how do you correct that? Well, um, the first thing you you, um, you structure your police, you um, put it into your bylaws. You um, you know, right now we're in a um, we're in a we're in a pandemic, a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. So utilize your FEMA associations. You know, um, get your FEMA search. Get prepared for the um, the emergency response that is able to um, collaborate with the structures of Native Americans and their security. Put it in the, um, the, the, um, the city has a full development on how to associate um, law enforcement. And those are guidelines. Those are things that, you know, it's just not for them. I mean, you're not the city. They're, the tribal government is not the city, but they're a governing body. And if they're a governing body, Guidelines will associate to yours as a sovereign all day long. Those government seals, those are just as much as the Native American seals are any as anybody's. You know, we get to use those federal seals. The state don't get to use those seals. Those are those are their seals. You know what I mean? So. So you feel that um, the the level of sovereignty that you have as federally recognized tribe is yep. is sufficient to operate under and 
you know, I mean, there's been some discussion, um, you know, especially up among the, you know, northern tribes, the Anishinaabe and stuff. They've been restoring their um, matriarchal sovereignty so as to be able to um, press their rights under even older treaties, like, you know, that predate um, Columbus. Well, um, let me do this talk first. Um, well, Sorry. the thing is that um, no, I'm 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 right here in a, um, you know in ceremony and you know blessings and guidance and you know and hey, so you know um, the thing is that um, we have a sovereign and that it's a guide, you know these treaties. He said these, these unbroken treaties. Well, these 18 treaties that has never been, you know, given, they're registered. The families of the Native Americans know who they are. Sitting Bull, um, Geronimo, um, um, Chief Seattle, you know, they are the 18 treaties. You know, those 500 tribes that BI has, those are the subsidiaries of those 18 treaties. That's why BIA doesn't want those treaties to be out of the heads because then the heads would have control over all its people. Well, and and behind those heads were the matriarchs because they, I mean, they had to destroy the, you know, the, the structure of the sovereignty and replace it with a, um, a lesser structure so as to overthrow the sovereignty of, you know, who Sitting Bull answered to, you know, she who only speaks once. And, you know, yeah. I mean, that's like the Diné have been, you know, moving forward with, you know, restoring their, you know, matriarchal structure. The the Mohawks, and, you know, and are well aware of it. So. Do you do you see the restoration of that aspect of of the nation as as helping um, in asserting um, rights and authority? Uh. Oh, wow. There's nothing out there for you guys. Do you feel the deal? We want this. Um, this is my, do we um, need this to bring cousin. this? Um, no, um, he's, a, um, he's a welder. He wants to be able to do um, a, a program. Are he's these the same? They look yeah, the same. That's for um, you, the board to look over and okay. um, to see because I mean, he, he has 31 years of experience and he has an experience that only pipe welders could be able to do that which they don't like to train. Plumbing? No. Um, we yeah. need that. Right we now. Got a, we got a leak right now. She's the, um, one of the so, head board members and the elder mothers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so um, I'm just introducing my, um, my, my cousin Trevor, Trevor Blue, and with um, Marge and an you know, educational program, so we can show ourselves that, you know, we're not just, you know, thinking about doing it. We are going to do it. 
every step of the way, every single day that this school is going to be, you know, is going to grow as we are going to grow. As we get older, those are going to get those of our children are going to get younger, and they're going to thrive on the ability that you know what. So, you know, we, um, you know, we, we just wanted this board at DQ, the new one, that they want for 15 years they've been associating with this fight to say, where's our education for our kids? Where's the services yes. that which the government promised us? Where's the actions that says that we are a school? You know, this is a military post that still has military post buildings on it. There was a $700 million proposal for this, for this one-mile square to have one of the most beautiful places in the world for Native American and you know Native American um, education. We have a farmer that grows hay that doesn't, you know, doesn't do nothing with the land, and we could do something with the land, and we could make, you know, what my calculations are: every hundred acres, fourteen million dollars. You know, um, every thousand acres, that's four hundred ninety-eight million dollars a year. You know, what nation cannot survive just on that? Right. I mean, I think that that there's even more. That, well, how are we supposed to spend? You know, we just got done. Well, there's only twenty. We only spent twenty million dollars. Now all the our bank account. How many more people can we help? All of them. All of them. As a guide. And to show in his example, come to our fields and see our fields and how how they're grown. Test our soil. Get your pH test. Bring your pH testers. See what it is the correct pH to have in your soil to grow the best crops. That pH, that little $16 machine, is the, your best friend when you're dealing with agriculture. And it doesn't matter what it is. Because it's going to have a, a pH stability that's going to say what is the best preparation for your soil and what do you need to start out with. That little sixteen dollar, you know, machinery, because it is a machine that has got a little tack on it and says one through nine. That's your pH, you know, and it tells you how low you are or tell you how how high you are, and then you fluctuate it. What it is that you know that gives the best growth for the plant for what it is that you're starting out with. So, you know, it's just we just you know, hey, put our minds where our people are out there and goes, hey, I know what exactly what he's talking about. I know exactly what to put in those fields. I know exactly what to plant on this area, that area. We could that's like I like I said before, like that's why I like staging it. You can stage it to grow hemp, and then you grow. Stage it to grow, you know, other plants that's able to, you know, refertilize the um, the ground. So you know, your your fruits, your vegetables, you know, some other plants. You know, you gotta you gotta jump off it back and forth. You know. So what would you say to Alex Whiteplume, who's getting ready to start his hemp fields in Manderson, South Dakota, to how he could of this initiative and know that, you know, because, you know, I know he has a lot of um, hemp that he, you know, he grew, I think in the last year that, you know, getting it to market. And, um, you know, he's been at this 
quite a while. He's been, you know, built the first hemp house out there and is planning on building another one. I mean, if if you were speaking to Alex, what would you say? Um, one more time. If you were speaking I'm... to Alex and inviting him to be part of this, what what would you say? You know, um, I would say that you know um, we have the best preparation um, available, and we have the people here to be able to um, develop it, coordinate it, and structure it. You know, and leaders like you know like himself that you know we could be able to um, you know provide a lift on what it is that we need. You know, I, I feel like I'm a young person in an old body. And uh, <laughs> or an, right. a young person in an old body, or an old person in a young body. I, you know, I, I think it's vice versa because you know, I might, I might be able to feel <laughs> both ways. But give me, give me, give me a second. I gotta lift these um, in a truck real quick, so I'm gonna be silent. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to um, give us a musical interlude so that um, Chief Thomas um, and his people there can um, do what they need to do for a minute. Great spirit, when you called, I answered, set my life upon the line. Walked the path of fire, spinning, spinning, spinning on a web so fine. Please, Father, don't fail me. On this vision quest Set my sights upon you Gambled all upon your name Your faithfulness and promise My only gain Great Spirit, hear me calling Clarity and truth Your child, your bride, beloved Calling out to you You put me on a journey Listening to your voice Turn left, turn right at your word Surrender my only choice Great Spirit, don't fail me On this vision quest Set my sights on you Your faithfulness and promise My only fame Freedom Courage in the heart 
Pushing aside the ways of the world Seeking only you Great Spirit, do not fail us On this vision quest Answer the riddles of my heart As you put us to the test I have no outer wealth No power and no palm I've sought you in the meadows Amidst the flowers from I've danced on mountain grasses And loved you in the sky Great spirit in your promises I live and I will die Oh great spirit all is you Water, wind, and fire emanate from you. You lead me to the chasm. I stand upon the cliff and trust that when I take the leap, I'll rise upon your wind. Do not fail us on this vision quest. We set our sights on you, your faithfulness and promise are only well. Where you come in and say, Hey, this is Tiava on the air with uh, Chief Geronimo Thomas. And uh, Thomas, are you are you with us? Yes, I am. Okay, great. So um, I'll let you um, guide um, our conversation as we move forward, um, as far as what you want to communicate to our listeners, and if there's anyone there um, in your circle who you know, has anything they feel needs to be shared? If- I, I think, you know, um, I, I think that, you know, I, I mean, we'll make the um, the first step and, you know, um, to greet, this will be the, this is the greeting and I'll let people um, absorb themselves and, you know, um, and to get this, you know, our message, you know, in, you know, in the hearts that we need to hear it from. And maybe, you know, I, the, um, the next time we uh, maybe next Saturday that you know there be you know I want I want people to take this time and to absorb on you know uh, on what we talked about today and I want it to be All absorbed right. on, you know it's a real the real energy that we need and that you know put prayers up there into the world and you know ask is this the Geronimo that is going to lead us. Is this the um, the ancestors of many chiefs who are you know who are out there and going? My grandfather was that chief. Why don't you Why don't you stand in his place? That ancestor says, "My feathers are dusty. Our feathers are now you know in the wind. 
We need those. We need those feathers, you know, to to shake them off. You know, like the dancers here today. You know, thank you for blessing. You know, thank you for allowing us to, um, you know, wipe the dust off our feathers. You know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, um, bless. You know, let's let's give this a, a good blessing, and that uh, you know, this is a true. This is not just words speaking out here. This is not just you know radio waves of just thinking that you know these are just words. No, it's already in plan. It's already in preparation. These bills, these contracts are already contracted. I already contracted them. We just need the people to know that. Um, well, if nobody else wants it, why not? Why not the Native Americans? Why not the Native Americans be the the heads to develop the world? as what we need and grow our families and grow our reservations and grow our children in the way that, you know, how we want it to be. Yes. And um, that's, that's where I'm at right now. And I really, really like, you know, the, the listeners to really, you know, put their, you know, the hearts and their songs and their souls and their prayers and, you know, ask those questions. Ask the questions of what it is that you think that you don't know. I guarantee you, Creator will bring it to you. He'll bring you that person and go, why is this person here? Because there was a prayer that he's asked, go, is this guy for real? Well, find out. Answer it. I'm here. You know, and then the next so time, how, you know, he didn't. Yeah. So how can people who want to know more, get in contact with you. I have a website. F L M M I R R dot net. And I'm at Chief at A L T E A R T H dot org. A nonprofit organization and Geronimo at Mendo Tribe dot org. You know, um, and I'm here. You know, my phone number is 707-679-8229. You know, I'm here for the people. I'm here for the elders. I'm here for those who have questions or, you know, and just want to see that, you know, I exist. I'm here. You know, and keep it real. And, you know, and I'm here for our people and here for guidance, too, at the same time. Hi, hi. Um, so yeah. it sounds like now would be a good time to um, close for today. I know you have ceremony going on there. Would Would you like to add any, you know, closing words, prayer? Um, my my closing prayer is that um, the sea from the hearts of our ancestors. This feel from the souls of our children, and let's let's create what needs to be developed, and see in the way that you know of honor and truth and structure, and you know, um, and I, I call out to my ancestors, you know, into you know our sacred prayer as in our sacred fire, and um, give us the best peace for what Creator left us for today. And tomorrow. Aho and Hatehe. Hi, hi. Thank you, uh, Chief Thomas, Geronimo, 
and um, best to everyone there in Mendocino. And uh, we look forward to speaking again next Saturday. Thank you.
This is Siava saying thank you for listening to our Mending the Sacred Hoop, Healing the Earth Council with our guest, Chief Geronimo Thomas Langenderfer, Chief of the Sovereign Tribal Nations, Mendocino Indian Reserve. And together, let's save and sustain life on planet Earth that's yours, mine, and all of ours on and in the land, waters, and air. Thanks again for joining us. Till next time, this is Siava, and together we are part of saving and sustaining life on planet Earth, Earth Aid Now. Let's give the Earth and all her children freedom from fear, lack, and degradation, and be part of the healing. Doksha.